Someone always picks up. And it's your boy, Lucas. He's on the line. Feeling fine. Ready to drop some rhymes. No. <laughs> well, I'm a peanut bar, and I'm here to say your check will arrive on another day. Another day, another dime, another dime, rhyme, another rhyme, dollar. Dime. Another stuffed shirt with another white collar. White collar. Criminals, Wall Street, Wall Street, taking the pie. And all the black man gets is a player white lies. And then that's the oh, part where no. we always fuck it up. Yeah, yeah, right there. I forget it, too. I, I can remember it. It's There's labels to Luton. There's rap artists Luton. Um, police be shooting. But there's another one in there. Yep. Um, peanut bar, rap, lyrics. <laughs> it's the transition, man, that gets you. Jim Rash stands alone. I mean, it wouldn't be hard if I just sat down once right. and learned it. I'm pretty decent with lyrics. Freestyle, rap, apology. Um, prisons recruiting them. That's what the, oh. the one I always forget. Prisons recruiting them, police be shooting them, and rap artists looting them, the labels all diluting them. Barack Obama is scared of me, cause I don't swallow knowledge, but I spit it for free. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> now, listeners, if you're hearing that for the first time, just imagine the smallest, baldest, twinkiest man singing that in a giant peanut bar costume. Yep. One of the best and shows on television. The man, the man most well-known probably for entering with announcements, usually dressed in some sort of women's clothing. Usually in drag. <laughs> Not necessarily in drag, but definitely women's okay. clothing. That's fair. <laughs> At the very least. He's not always going for the, the full-on drag, but he's definitely always wearing a dress or something. It's time to come out as roughly one-eighth of what I am. Yeah. Gay Dean, Gay Dean, Gay Dean, Gay Dean. Which is a fantastic, fantastic song. <laughs> Granted, Jolene is incredible as well, but... True. Look, they nailed it. Mm. That was definitely a Dan Harmon season, right? I'm pretty sure it's season uh, five. Yes, yeah. Pretty that sure that's season five. Sometimes I feel guilty... Because I remember a moment from season four and kind of like it. And then I'm like, oh, that was a, <laughs> that was the gas leak season. Oh, that, no. was, that was made in compromise and under duress. Yep. yep. It was season five, episode five. Nice. So there you go. I, I really think community is maybe the most responsible for how I like meta done in media. Where, granted, it draws attention to it, but it's not about being meta, and they just kind of go for it. They don't dwell on the fact that they're being meta for very long. Hmm. Is that fair? Yeah. All right. I can see it. Just, like, dip down into that threshold, and then, like, maybe even reference the fact that you're dipping down under the threshold, and then coming right back. And, uh... Shaking it off, getting back to the story. Just, we're just doing it. Yep, not a thing. Not gonna miss a beat. Yeah, hey. it's almost like a throwaway. No Jim looking at the camera to acknowledge how wild this all is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but like, there's an in-universe reason that Jim does that, right? At least, whereas in Community, it's a, it's a full scripted show where the characters are not aware that they're in a show, except for they are sometimes, <laughs> especially Abed. 
It's kind of my shtick. Yeah. And there, what was the one episode where he like laid low the entire episode? He's like, yeah, they kind of they kind of hit my shtick pretty hard last episode, so I'm just gonna lay low for this one. <laughs> and just like kind of hung out in the background for most of the episode. <laughs> That's pretty golden. Apparently, there was gonna be a song called Crowline, which was gonna be a Jolene parody done by Weird Al in season five, and it's okay. kind of funny. Huh. I mean, it's Weird Al. He was gonna show up and do a. A song called Crowleen, a novelty song by Weird Al about the crow. <laughs> the like the, the, the movie? The movie, yeah. The movie huh. where Brandon Lee died. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Should I sing it? It's pretty funny. Yes. We, we know you, you got the chops. Well, I, I don't know if I'll have the Weird Al chops. I don't know if I can do a Weird Al impression. I might just have to play it straight. Your hair is black, your face is white, you're gonna get revenge tonight on all the thugs and thieves that killed your girl. From roof to roof you jump and leap, kicking goons and killing creeps, and when you're done you do karate twirls. Ooh, that was awkward. (laughs) Crowleen, 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 Crowleen. That's all they have. But the karate twirls went onto the wrong line, that wasn't my fault. The twirls, the twirls was on a separate line, so I was like, "How am I going to make this karate thing work?" That's not a good ending of a line. It doesn't rhyme with anything. But then I caught it a little too late. I, I'm so glad that I can be a part of this episode, um, which is episode uh, 32 of the Quarantine Cast, brought to you by Voluntary Viewing. What do you think you guys are going to be doing when you're 32? <laughs> I assume uh, either uh, fighting on the Fury Road for water resources or just <laughs> sitting in my home waiting to die. <laughs> That's um, only two options, really. I will either be living my best life or will have died trying to live my best life. No in between. Nope. Lucas doesn't settle for shit. Hell no. He, he won't ever sell out for anything. Oh. <laughs> other than his best life. Oh, there's no ketchup at the grocery grocery store this week? Only catsup? Well, I'm out. Yeah, just slits <laughs> wrists. <laughs> Truly, we are on the darkest timeline. I've done all I could. Yeah. I was limited to one uh, bundle of toilet paper at the grocery store. I'm out. (laughs) Ryan, are you running shit or only most of the way to running shit by the time you're 31 or 32? Yeah, I was going to say 31, I'll be just a mere pawn in the broader game. But by (laughs) 32... (laughs) Your machinations will not have bared fruit at the age of 31. No, it is a precise, almost exactly eight-year plan. And... (laughs) It will not be any earlier than that, so I will be laying in wait at 31. And by I, 32, everyone will fall to their knees in exultation. Jesus Christ. I, I spaced out these hits of poison to be consumed over the course of eight years, not seven. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, everyone's going to die. That's exactly that what you're saying. I'm gonna kill we, can, we can cut that if, if need be. 
that, that's too much. Yeah, if that hits too close to home, is that what you're saying? <laughs> or I don't know if that's pushing it So that in eight years, someone doesn't listen to this podcast and go, I know who it was, as they die? Like, <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> oh, man. I should have said, when I'm 32, I'll be the CEO of AMC Theaters. <laughs> Ooh. We all will be. <laughs> By yeah. game. It'll be like the time person of the year in 2005 or whatever. Oh, it's God. You. Time is oh time is God. absolutely going to do 2020's person of the year with the power of the human spirit or some bullshit. Unless somebody does actually find a vaccine. Like What about like right Patient away. Zero? Ooh. That'd be a pretty good one. Oh, Maybe faceless, shit. but like yeah. just patient, patient Zero in general. Although it does seem like it was more than one Patient Zero yeah. at the same market. As, as it stands right now. But, I mean, you know, the concept still kind of applies. The idea of the the genesis of all this nonsense, yeah. I mean, it kind of has to. It's like the perfect... Mm-hmm. It's going to encompass this year. <laughs> and probably next. Time editorial board. We're giving you this stuff. Come on, yeah. get us on the payroll. If I can take I bets mean... on time person of the year, it's definitely going to be patient zero this year, and then whoever... Discover whoever's the face of the vaccine because let's be honest it's going to be like a massive team of people that discover it right. next year mm-hmm. so but whoever like is kind of the leader who you know gets the credit even though there's probably 40 people that are going to end up get, solving it i mean if we're I, uh, go ahead i was going to say like i i really feel like time is just going to go like the the easiest fucking route that they can and say like person of the year is the essential workers like you know, Ooh, people that okay. signed up to lay their lay their lives on the line. You know, first responders, doctors, Burger King employees, like all that kind of shit. Like, I, I feel like that is the easiest thing for them to do, and I I wouldn't put it past them to not have the creativity to look past that. Yeah, but time doesn't always do like the feel good. No, like, no, they, no, they it do doesn't, evil it doesn't people always. this person yeah, of the year. Absolutely, but like I just think that that is what they'll end up doing. Hmm. Sure. Or it's just you again. Yeah, just you again. Do they even? But 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 not like you in the abstract form, like me specifically. Oh, it's Andrew Clark. Andrew Clark, <laughs> facing Madison, the coronavirus through podcasting. Jesus. Whoa, one boy. one man took uh, the fight to social distancing and made a podcast app where you have to listen with other people <laughs> next to you. What do you think? What what is the what would have to happen for that to become a reality? Like, what, like what is one of, one of us being person yeah. of the year? Well, no, um, you, you oh, particularly. Me specifically. Oh, because I was gonna go like the the easy route and say like, oh, Ryan Holtz uh, fought to keep at home entertainment in the forefront, and uh, that's I, not person so, of the year. Something, something, something. I don't, I don't know. That's not person of the year. I would have to say Andrew launches a pretty successful and uh, transformative political career. And he, like, like, wins the 2020 election? (laughs) So you're talking about person this year. What would have to happen this year, not just, like, some point in our lives? this year. Um, How would Andrew win 2020 person of the year? He's already got a pretty late start, unless you've done some pretty (laughs) cool stuff that we're not aware of in the first year. Let me assure you, I have not. (laughs) How how does time weigh acts of violence and or terror in uh, determining probably, person of the year? I mean Hitler, um, <laughs> Hitler person of the year. Please don't make me kill people. <laughs> Andrew, do you Andrew, want it's this the or only not? way. Yeah, come on, man. 
You said you wanted to be a star, and I said I'd make you one. Person of the year, the quarantine killer. Oh my god. (laughs) What about the hundreds of thousands of people that die from the virus? We're going to focus on the serial killer that killed like 40 people or something. 40? Jesus Christ. I mean, Brian, I think you're thinking too small on this one. Am I? What kind of influence does Andrew have? 40 is pretty impressive. I mean, well. Well. That's Andrew, I apologize that in a lot of ways you as an individual have been removed from this discussion of yourself. No, no he no, can I'm jump go- in whenever he wants. I, I was going to say some weird shit like, oh, it was discovered uh, from some of the blood that Andrew donated several months ago that he key- holds the key to Ooh, the vaccine. That's a good one. He has a special antibody, but they need to drain all of his blood at once in order to get enough of it. Yeah, they need to kill him. Produce. Yeah, it's a last of us situation. Yeah. And I break in and start murdering all the doctors and scientists at the last I'm second. I'm like, no, this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted. <laughs> I just carry you away even though it's awkward because, you know, you're not a little girl. And yeah. <laughs> like dragging and I'm, you and I'm, basically away. I'm also awake the whole time. Oh, just yeah. like, you're like fighting. Okay, doc, put, put me under. Like, you know this will kill you, right? I'm like, I'm willing to lay my life down to save billions of people and let my life mercifully end as you know quietly as possible and ryan busts in with with a machine gun screaming (laughs) he just throws me on his back i'm like no this is what i wanted (laughs) andrew you have the potential to end this pandemic but we would have to remove your human penis (laughs) (laughs) Is this like the, uh, oh, fuck, who is the, the character Rick in the Rick and Morty episode? Shrimp, shrimp, Shrimply Pibbles or something? Oh, Shrimply like Pibbles, the one Herzog, played yes. Werner Herzog, yeah. <laughs> Which is? Take my fucking dick! Take it! Take my penis! <laughs> I feel like that one would be an easier one. I feel like uh, having to die for it would be actually a, a bit of an ethical quandary. That would be difficult. But I don't, I don't know if time would want to like put the man who lost his dick to save everyone. Like, I mean, mm. Eh, mm. I think they would. I mean, look, it's 2020. Things are weird. Like, right? <laughs> people are gonna get over that fact. They're just gonna focus on the whole like saving humanity thing. <laughs> That's gonna be the major thing. I would probably be time person of the year in the scenario where I rescue you and. <laughs> Kill all the researchers and everything and, like and that. And doom They'd humanity. be like, look, the person who killed us all. It's great. So, there you go. Hmm. Okay, well, I like that's this how, scenario. That's how I, I make I, it up there. I promise to reflect on both of you kindly during those interviews about you. Yeah, the inevitable documentary. <laughs> you know, there, there's going to be like a harsh beat. And then it's going to go, the two men in question, Andrew Clark and Ryan Holtz, hosted a podcast with one Lucas DeRider. And it's going to be you, but you're all wizened and old and just like... And like, yeah, they, we didn't think much of it when we started it, but and like they they cut to like Ryan every once in a while, and he's in prison because of everything that happened, and interviewing him, and then like about two episodes in, you're like, wait, hold on, how come they haven't actually interviewed Andrew? And it's just like, <laughs> oh, he fucking died anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he died in the crossfire. <laughs> I, 
it's like that weird moment in every every single documentary that like is like a true crime or like a weird personal story it's like hey how come this guy that they keep talking about hasn't been interviewed yet <laughs> it's like oh yeah. he's dead and then like four episodes later they're like he's dead it's like yeah we we all knew that like four episodes ago or you can subvert that have either of you seen the jinx i have not robert durst please mm-hmm. please please watch it's so good they did that in the first episode where he was like kind of obviously absent the entire episode and everything like that and it was just like oh no like what happened to him did he die or something but then in the very end he like because he's accused of murdering two people so yeah. you're like oh so he's either dead or like you know they can't just interview a serial killer like that's not okay and like it's becoming more and more obvious throughout the first episode that he's a serial killer and then he all of a sudden he's just like sitting down in a living room and they're starting questions with him and that's the end of the first episode and it's like holy shit like they got him <laughs> they just were holding their cards close to the chest they oh, I are al- interviewing him. I also promise not to become a breakout star of your guys' documentary. Yeah. Carol Baskins. <laughs> you know, they'd be playing clips, too, of, like, relevant things that aren't really relevant. Like, they sound relevant in hindsight, but they really aren't. Like, something something taken completely out of context of, like, me, for example, saying this right now. <laughs> I'd kill all the researchers. Ha, ha, ha. And then they're like... It ended up being more true to life than one would have thought. <laughs> just, like... just like some weird, like, yeah, like completely out of context. Like, you know, you can be person of the year even if you're evil. Like, Hitler <laughs> was person of the year. And then just, like, cuts out. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, and then it's, like, you on the cover of Time, person of the year. Yeah. You can be person of the year even if you're evil. Evil, evil, evil. <laughs> just like an echo. <laughs> yep, they... They called it in that totally facetious podcast. Yep. Monkey's Paw. <laughs> there have been a lot of Monkey's Paws. <laughs> Do you guys want to make a, like a, a mockumentary? Like a like a weird like documentary about events that never happened? I like what kind of tone? I mean like this, like what we're talking about oh. right now. Okay. I'd be down, like kind of, uh, da, 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 not not quite going for a um, oh, fuck. What was the Netflix series we all really liked? That was the document, fake documentary, um, American Vandal. Oh, sure. Kind of American Vandal light in tone. Yeah, maybe a little more elevated in some places. Okay, I'm down. I feel like it's been done a little to death, but you know. That's fair. <laughs> no, we this is original. It. Oh, no. this is this is how we get uh, time person of the year. Yeah, yeah. Making a <laughs> shitty documentary satire. Yep. <laughs> Isn't documentary now already done like every major type of documentary, and then yeah, you know, like American Vandal's already gone to that well. You're right. There are no even more like, documentaries to make. Well, like even Auntie Donna, our favorite <laughs> short form comedy troupe, has done one to a really really funny like conclusion. I don't know. Feels like everyone's everyone's mm-hmm. done that. Speaking of, so, did you guys so see passe. the uh, the night like a typical night in 1996? I did. Yeah. I didn't. I, I was very. I, I think that's an Australian TV show. No, yeah, I, no. I, I, I looked. In, I looked it up. I'm like, I don't get it. I think they were intentionally poking fun at how just ridiculous Australia was in that episode. Yeah. Yeah, just like I was Broden supposed to be their father 
I didn't get that vibe. I didn't. Well, it's just like, finish your peas. And they're like, I hate yeah. you. I think that's the joke. Okay. I think Broden, whether he likes it or not, always plays the father figure. <laughs> just Even if he's not manly. actually the father. He's the only authoritative one, let's be honest. <laughs> Mark is always going to play like a gangly half-child, and Zach's always going to play the fucking weird one. So there's there's really no options for Broden. He always has to be the the more straight-laced dad figure. I, I got the sense it was a filler episode, but I probably laughed more than I should have at the... Uh, trying a new out trying a new look episode from last oh yeah i like that one that's pretty fun i mean for me it just looks like they were all gotten in an apartment together for like a night and just were like let's Let's, do all these random shit it's like let's film as much as we can in one night yeah yeah see if it plays and if it doesn't we'll cut it if it does we'll cut it together and if it kind of does we'll probably still cut it together and put it out (laughs) this i mean they're improv so yeah that's like their whole gig is just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Like, if you watch those uncut ones where it's, like, ten minutes of them just doing bits, like, straight, and you notice, you know, one out of every 15 actually makes the video. So, yeah. That's how it works. You've been talking to the cops, mate. (laughs) Talking to the cops. Well, what are we gonna do now, boys? What are we gonna do now? I have an idea. I talk about it in my book. Six and out, but never out. The Uncle Jim story. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Jim, will you help me with these sausages for the love of Christ? I'm playing some backyard. Do you miss the game? (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) See? It's too good. It's already been done. I'm Tony Tony Baloney Baloney from the Australian Anti-Doping Authority. (laughs) Please, come Not in front of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boys. There's some sort of misunderstanding. I think we need On eight cr- separate occasions, <laughs> I injected vitamin beta 4 in exchange for $15,000. <laughs> we were all doing it. <laughs> Jack Kyle's pissed, you'll see. <laughs> We should do a clap. You're gonna lose it. And now we're in the post roll. Where the Whoa. wacky, unrelated stuff is said. God, what's wackier than Auntie Donna? Think of something wacky and unrelated to everything that we've talked about. Uh, Go! Do trees... Mm. Have Mad Libs. I like it. Feelings. That'll all be explored in this upcoming 
Pixar movie. <laughs> <laughs> leaves. <laughs> okay. Um. Actually, that inspired me. Individual honestly, leaf. Honestly, it would probably just be called roots. Let's be. Oh honest. shit. God. Well, now that's taken already. Yeah. yeah. Pixar's already bought that one as a spec script. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> roots, and it's about a tree with a bunch of sentient leaves and other parts. Oh, man. So, did you guys see any of that internet stuff looking around of how, like, apparently some people can't, like, imagine an apple? Yeah, like, visualize it in their head? Yeah. I, I can do an apple. I can do a lot of objects, I found out. But, like, when I try to imagine a tree, for some reason, I go to, like, a cartoon drawing of a tree. I don't... So, yeah, I guess... I think it's a miscommunication. There's a, There's a possibility... That, yeah, humans are apparently just wired completely different. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't think anyone, unless, once again, this is just my own perception clouding everything. But when you guys close your eyes, you legitimately see a picture of whatever object you're imagining. Or it's more ethereal than that. And it's kind of like, yeah, you can picture it in your head and describe it. But it's not a literal picture, like, sitting there in front of your closed eyes, right? It is yeah. more ethereal than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely the second one. I think that's where the disconnect is because oh, I think okay. that some people are like when they say when they think or when they hear people say, "Yeah, I can picture that in my head," they think that those people are actually seeing like a picture of that thing in their head, and that's not really what it is. And I think that that's the whole disconnect for this whole thing. Right. Like everyone has the exact same sensation, and it's just a difficult concept to communicate mm-hmm. about. And that, that's what's causing the confusion. And there are people who can't actually picture anything in their head, but it's like a mental condition. Like, it involves memory and all huh. sorts of problems. Like, there's a there's a guy who has been on Harmontown in a lot of the old episodes named Seek Donnelly. And he had, um, a, like, a big aneurysm and almost died in the hospital. And when he woke up, he couldn't form any new memories and had no, like, no no memory whatsoever of, like, object permanence. So, like, if he were to meet you, shake your hand, look you in the eyes, and then close his eyes, he could not describe you at all. Like, it, it just was not there anymore. The connection wasn't in his brain. So it's like huh. a brain damage thing, the actual condition that people are talking about. Everything else, I think, is just a disconnect in terms of, like, describing that sensation. <laughs> but that's just personally. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. All right. So. It's terrifying. A little bit. <laughs> could happen to you or it will happen to you. it'll <laughs> happen to you yeah do i just stop growing as a person if i lose the ability to like retain new experience i think you're gonna be a completely different person if that happens right to yeah you. so i don't think growth is even a measurable thing when you get that far removed from who you were in the first place huh yeah, that one of my greatest fears is, you know, the idea that, you know, something could happen to me or that like as time goes on and I get old, like I'll essentially be a different person. You will be. All your cells uh, will be replaced. Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean like beyond that, like I won't be able to the ship think of the same way. <laughs> yeah, okay. After uh, all your cells are replaced, is it still Andrew Clark? Is that the original? Yes. Now, oh, what yeah. if I took all your dead cells and threw, and like, you like super sculpted advanced... them into yeah. a yeah, I, and I, I like, scraped them all together and somehow made it function? Which Andrew's yeah. the real one? 
Who knows? I'm telling you. Thought experiments. <laughs> Scary. And it gets a little weirder when it's not about an old wooden ship and it's about a human. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, I wanted to see if I could copy someone, so I killed them and skinned them and filled their skin with, you know, a different person's skeleton and brain and tried to bring it back to life to see if it'd be the same person. That's not my thought experiment at all. <laughs> yes, it is. You just get to keep living your life, and I probably collect a lot of dead skin cells, and then I, I think all dead cells otherwise pass through... Uh, urination and defecation so have to gather all that and uh i, I just imagine ryan following me around with a uh, vacuum cleaner constantly yep and then piece <laughs> it together through science seven. which one's the real and true we'll never know we will we will ruminate on this and get back to you in the next episode of the quarantine cast thank you for listening